Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about Beryl and Barry travel in the second part of the interview with Lucy Patrick from Tapestry. <laughs> We've just got interrupted with like halfway through an introduction for The Kindness Project and we got interrupted by a phone call and it was Barry. And <laughs> Barry's a really lovely man, actually. He's a really nice guy. You're a nice chap, Barry. Well done, Barry. You may not listen to this ever, Barry, but Barry... Barry, you're a nice chap. You're an icon. Barry, you are a legend, Barry. (laughs) This is... You're you're integrating into your pop culture, Barry. Barry, you are the man. You're a legend. You're an icon. What I've got to teach you, Charlotte, is when you say bye, Barry, you do it with the phone still on. No, I did that intentionally. Yeah, I did that. Put it down there. Bye, Barry. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm joined by a girl who, nearly at 15, remains the Pied Piper of Essex. My poor Pummy flew out. It's Charlotte Dames, although Barry might have the title now because he's a legend. (laughs) I can't, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You BFF, Barry. (laughs) And I'm joined by the man on the other side of the mic, Chris Dames. As Barry is now a legend, we, I may be... We may have to get him on another side I, of the mic. I may be putting him replaced by Barry. Barry <laughs> might be a good guest presenter, actually. We need to sort out... We need someone in this little triangle. Yeah, well, we had Mike, didn't we? Mike. I think, I think our old friend and buddy and pal, John Cook, wants to jump Yes. Um, so we will have some awesome guest presenters. And listeners, if you've got somebody you think would make a really good guest presenter of the Kindness Project... And who would willingly come on, don't kidnap them. A lot <laughs> Don't kidnap a guest presenter of the Kindness Project. They've got to come on willingly. And if their name is Barry, they get extra points. Um, uh, if their surname is Barry, it doesn't count. If their surname is Barry Barry, they're definitely <laughs> If their full name... Hello, what's your first name? Barry. What's your surname? Barry. Barry Barry? Yeah, me middle name? Barry. Barry Barry Barry. Um, I actually have four middle names. <laughs> My name's Barry Barry. Very, 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 Barbara. Barbara Barry. Barbara Barry. Very, 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 The thing is, I know that Russell, our esteemed editor, is going to come back and go, 
It's too long. What's the title of this podcast? (laughs) Just call it Barrow. (laughs) 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 That's a move. (laughs) Right. So let's get this back on track. Um, (laughs) uh, How can people get in touch with us? Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Email Barry at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Barry will answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you just if you just start the email with hello Barry, you get extra points, all right? Yeah, and if you end it points get you absolutely nothing. If you end it with dear Barry, you get a hug. Oh, okay, fair enough. And then uh, Twitter. Oh, Ola kindness. And how about Fussy Book? Just Google it. <laughs> Just Google it. Facebook search it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So www.facebook.com forward slash holocaust. No, forward slash the kindness project. Just Google it. Just, <laughs> Just, I don't, I don't Just Facebook search uh, it. What we want to hear from you today, dear listeners, is your um, your Barry stories. So the question of the week. Have you got Barry's story? No. Um, that will be a question could, eventually, though. If you could fly for one day, what would you spend that day doing, apart from being Barry? Um, so we want to hear from you. Uh, uh, we especially want to hear from you if your name's Barry. Um, I'm legally changing my name to Barry when I'm older. <laughs> can I, do you reckon I can change my name by default to Barry, 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 Barry? Just imagine coming home right now and going to Mum, we've done something... <laughs> What have you done? I've changed Charlotte's name to Barry. <laughs> that, I, would I get in a lot of trouble for doing yeah. that, do you reckon? I, I reckon I would too. I changed my own surname. You've got to be about 16. Yeah. So that dad gave consent. Yeah, dad gave consent. My name in there is Barry Barry. Barbara uh, Barry Barry. That's all right then. My um, middle name is Barry Barry Barry. You've got five Barrys in your name. Too much. <laughs> it's one Barry too many. Um, okay. It's a, it's a double Barry's name. <laughs> something mad here so should we go on with kindness news yeah. welcome to <laughs> kindness news that's a bit formidable that introduction welcome to kindness news it sounds quite ration <laughs> okay so are you gonna ask what edition is this week's kindness news sheffield sheffield i you know what? Can I just tell my little Sheffield story? So the last time... I've only been to Sheffield ever once. And uh, there is a bit of a kindness-related um, uh, uh, perspective from this story. Because it was when I I would I just finished walking 66 miles <laughs> through Yorkshire. And Sheffield was the place that I had to go. I was raising some money for guide dogs, do you remember? remember a couple of years ago. And uh, I was doing a 24-hour walk... <laughs> finished in Sheffield and uh, I ju- just finished walking 65 miles and I was walking through Sheffield on a Sunday lunchtime. Everybody was out doing their shopping and enjoying Sheffield. Mm. I'm walking like a 98 year old man because I've just walked a lot, a lot of miles with two walking sticks through Sheffield. Um, and to be honest, I was a bit tired to enjoy it. So maybe next time I visit Sheffield, I might be able to get to enjoy it a bit more. But Sheffield, obviously, is a bit of a kind place because you've got yeah. stories from there. So what kind stuff has been happening in Sheffield? OK, so the title of this, Margaret's Act of Kindness Set to Improve Care at Sheffield Care Home. Oh, cool. A former Sheffield teacher that devoted her life to helping others is set to be remembered. 
in the self same selfish style she lived. Margaret Fitzpatrick. Oh, such an epic name. Mm. Margaret Fitz, it's not as good as Barry though, is it? Barry or Beryl? Or Barry or Beryl. <laughs> Margaret. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Taught hundreds of pupils at the city's Notre Dame High School and high stores in her working life. Okay. She continued teaching way past retirement age and had a strong sense of family, having brought up seven children. But for Margaret, the life had only just begun. She ended up doing 25 years voluntary work for Sheffield St Luke's Hospice. It was only after a fall at the age of 97 she was admitted to Broom Grove Nursing Home, where she lived for the final two years of her life. Okay. Margaret's name is now set to live on thanks to her donation to the home. The money is funding a high-tech bladder scanner, which is set to reduce... <laughs> bladder scanner. That's lovely, though. If you need a bladder scanner. <laughs> scanner, which is set to reduce hospital... Does it say bladder scanner? It says bladder scanner. Okay. Which is set to it's quite a niche piece of equipment, a bladder it's scanner. It's set to reduce hospital emissions and provide far less in invasive treatment. Yeah. Or of urinary, urinary conditions. Yeah. Four of Margaret's family presented the equipment as a, at a special ceremony. Donna Pe Pierpoint, manager at Bro Broomgrove Nursing Home, said, It was an honour to care for such an amazing person in the last two years of her life. Love it. Margaret was a very practical person and it seemed fitting that her memory lived on such a practical one. Yeah, and, I, and, and you know what? That, that sort of equipment to help elderly people live more comfortable lives in their later years um is really good why are you um why are you looking like a gerbil and putting your what is that tea or is that what is it black currant mm, it's sour sour okay but it's um rhubarb and custard a uh, rhubarb and custard rhubarb and custard <laughs> all right okay so i love the idea of um uh margaret <laughs> margaret <laughs> practical <laughs> practical margaret not we're going to get a bouncy castle, or we're going to get... Um, a new chessboard. A new chessboard. I am going to be practical, because I'm practical Margaret, and I'm going to get a bladder scanner to help people not scanner. have to go into... <laughs> yeah. I wonder if anybody uses it for fun. You know, like, they just have a little... <laughs> they're just like, oh, oh, look at me bladder. Um, okay, I think that's it for Kindness News this week. So this week we've got the second half of the interview with Lucy Patrick. Um, and in this second half of the interview, we talk about commercial relationships and their importance for a small charity, the corporate par partnerships, what the future holds for Tapestry UK, where can people find out a little bit more about Tapestry, and as usual, we ask Lucy some of the questions of the podcast. Would you like a listen? Yes. Okay. So I know that you've been talking about the wellness centres. Tell me a little bit about those. Okay, so we've got two, one in um, Hornchurch okay. and one in Harold Hill. Okay. So we can cover the whole borough. Um, and we have minibuses that go out within a three-mile radius to pick people up from home okay. to bring them in for the day. Um, there's lots of food involved during the day. Awesome, we love food on the Kindness Project. Yep. So what kind of food? Uh, from 9 till 11 you can get tea and toast okay. and coffee. Then 12 o'clock you can have um, a full three-course meal. Very nice. <laughs> and then in the afternoon you can have tea, cake and biscuits. Oh, awesome. <laughs> do people... Uh, do, <laughs> so... Do people come along and literally just gorge, or is it like do they? How did it 
work? Do they come along like halfway through the day or just like sort of tend to spend all day there? How does it, how does it tend to work? Yeah, people tend to spend all day. They do like um, usually five hours, so like 10 till 3 or yeah. 11 till 4. Yeah. Um, and then um, obviously, and then they've got the travelling time, so it's, gotcha. it's a full day out. Yeah. So it's, it's How many times a week do people come typically? Some people, well, you have people that come once a week. And you have people that come six days a week. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And obviously, um, like, we try and keep our costs down because there is a cost involved because we've got, like, uh, qualified care staff there during the day. Gotcha. Um, we have quite a good ratio as well, so it's one member of staff to every five people. Okay. Plus we have volunteers. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. make up numbers as well, so it, it's mm. quite um, interactive, like, people get attention yeah, and yeah. plus as well there's other people there to talk to that could be similar age to them and yeah. things and I know, like that and I mentioned before about one story just give me one person you've helped um, there's so many I can't give you one oh, it's like, difficult isn't it it is really yeah, difficult yeah. I mean because like when I worked in the dementia advisory team um, we help people apply for when you get diagnosed with dementia you can apply for attendance allowance okay. to help pay towards care. Because yeah. uh, once you're over 65, you don't qualify for uh, the personal independent payments. You okay. have to have attendance allowance. So I've helped people apply for that. Okay. And then you can also apply for a council tax discount. Okay. Um, and I helped a couple apply for their council tax discount. Yeah. And because they um, her husband had been diagnosed for, I think it was about four years. Okay. When the doctor filled out the form, he said that he'd felt that that person had been severely mentally handicapped for two years. So they got their discount backdated for two years. Gotcha. And that money helped them so much yeah. because they were struggling and it helped yeah. her be able to afford like a gardener, a cleaner, yeah. um, so that she could spend more time with him yeah. rather than... Caring for him. Yeah, yeah, so they spent quality time together as opposed to she was always doing things for him. How many, how many times does it just need somebody from outside to go, actually, we can do this and this is the way we do it? And it makes me wonder how many people out there who don't get any help who should yeah. be getting help it's 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 interesting i know i know part of the um part of the um uh wellness centers there's a sensory room you've just had a sensory room built can you tell me a little bit about that yeah so um obviously we're um originally we were just registered as a charity now because of the current climate and there's not a lot of funding around like mm. the council have cut a lot of funding for a lot of different mm. projects and and um things like that within havering like we lost over one hundred and fifty thousand pounds worth of funding in april gotcha. um so we've had to become a social business okay yeah. when did you move over um it was around about a year ago okay. so that's when we started focusing on our paid for services yeah. so we can sustain yeah. what we do and then the profits go back into the yeah. the centers and things like that so as well as that we've had to look for other funding opportunities so we wanted to create these sensory spaces um they're 
the the company we're using to do it are called Rompa. Okay. And sometimes they get called Snoozalians. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're like, um, they've been used for younger people for a really long time kids. with learning difficulties yeah, kids, and things like that. Younger kids use them quite a lot because yeah. Cassie, my wife, uh, used to run children's centres and her old children's centre in the, in the centre she used to run had a sensory room and I've got to say it was a bit awesome yeah. do you know what I mean I went in there and I was like this this is very cool so what's in your older people's sensory, sensory they're, room? they're very similar to yeah. the kids ones okay. so they've got um, the bubble light tube yeah um, and we've also got like um, a big screen and you can play videos and music mm. as well mm. so you can stim and they've got we've got um like a touchy feely wall okay with all different yeah, touches yeah, feel, and feels, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um and all of the lighting um so you can do one of two things you can make it nice and calm and relaxing so if someone's a bit agitated or that you know yep. they can go and calm down it's a chill out room there's a chill out room or we can do senses so like we can play um we can theme it as well so we could do seaside themes okay. and have pictures of the old yeah. style seaside yeah, places yeah, yeah. with uh, like so it's reminiscent yeah thing. like the yeah, sound yeah. of the waves and the beach and gotcha. seagulls and things like that gotcha. so they're very similar to the other ones yeah, yeah. but it, it's been proved that um, it also helps with people that have got memory loss okay. um, and also you know just keeping the brain stimulated mm. helps with anything and just out of interest, I know you're a Haverhill-based charity, um, but weirdly, this podcast is listened all over. We've got we've got a decent number of listeners now, which surprises me because when I just started it, it was me and Charlotte talking nonsense for an hour. Um, uh, so, if somebody wasn't in Haverhill and they wanted access to these services, where would they find them? Well, we will, if people want to use our sensory rooms, yeah. they can. They don't have to live in Havering. All right, okay. Because we actually, um, the, the money we've used to build the sensory rooms actually came from a lottery uh, awards for all. Okay. Um, so, and we also, because we do home care, yeah. we do clients in Barking and Dagenham okay. as well. Okay. So they are open it, to any anybody in any area. Yeah. Um, the best thing to do if you've been diagnosed with dementia or something like that is to ring or have a look on the Alzheimer's Society website. Okay. Because they do give a list of local charities. For example, so if you look up Havering, gotcha. we will come gotcha. up. But if you look up a different borough, um, the, that borough's dementia advisory team service will come up. The memory clinic yeah. within that area mm. will come up. So and they're typically run by charities, are they? Not by the local authority, or is it a combination of the two? Well, for example, we um, are commissioned by the local authority yeah. to run the dementia yeah, advisory yeah. service through the clinical commissioning group. Yeah. Um, and that's similar in most Boroughs, yeah, so, okay, yeah. yeah, cool. So they've got a local charity connection that's got the expertise, yeah. To do and it, it. it could be um, AGK, it could be like yeah. any charity, it depends, yeah. It, it depends, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, know, I know you mentioned about being a social business. 
is the reality of charities moving forward that it is a tough environment out there and you've got to have corporate partnerships and if so how does that work yeah i mean that's why we've had to adapt and change yeah. because our streams of revenue have sort of been drying up mm. and there's so many people out there now as well because the funding's been cut by the local government yeah more people are applying for the other funding, for That's example, it. like the lottery and things like that. So there's like more that. pressure on every source, right? Yeah, so yeah, there's more gotcha. pressure on all sources. So yeah. if you can develop partnerships within your community that help, like it gives them yeah. um, a good profile because they're helping a charity yeah, yeah, yeah. or a social business, and yeah. it, it helps us because we can keep our overheads down. So yeah. like. For example, we work with Lidl and Nando's yeah, yeah, yeah. and they give us surplus food. Yeah. Um, and then we can use that in the kitchen. Well, I wonder where you get all this feast yeah. of, of food from. Yeah, 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 we can use that in the kitchen so yeah. then we can keep our prices down. So that's how we can do a free course homemade meal yeah. for seven pounds. It's not bad, is it? Oh, uh, when, when you're open again, I might, <laughs> I might have to pop over. Um, so, so, yeah, but... And, and this is the other interesting thing. There is so much surplus supermarket food. I mean, it's a really big issue, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, I really don't know how much stuff gets slung away at the end of the week, but I'd imagine it's quite a decent amount, right? Yeah, and, and it's, it's um, even things like um, just the bread, because we can freeze yeah. the bread because yeah. we use it for toast. Yeah. Um, so and get it out the next day yeah. um, out of the freezer and yeah. use it that day so it, it's, it won't not waste. Waste. it's not wasted yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah how much sort of just pastry stuff just, just completely goes to waste yeah so I quite like it when they pick up the chocolate croissants exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what we, we love a like sort of Cassie calls it the whoopsie counter where all the stuff is like they're going to sling it out and what, what I, I mean I, I've got to be honest you won't find me near a supermarket anytime soon I let, I let, I let Cassie do, do that sort of stuff um, but um, certainly she loves a bargain she loves it she loves, but even with the supermarket selling it for a really low cost when it's going off still loads of stuff gets thrown away and I never understood why they didn't have more commercial relationships I, I think um, they do now there's a lot I mean yeah. as well you, you see the um, food bank donation um, trolleys now don't you, yeah, you in do. supermarkets that's really yeah. good yeah. But, I mean, there's lots of other companies that have surplus of things and they might not think that a charity um, like us could use it, you know, but you know, we could. You know what's interesting? I didn't think Nando's would do something like that, but obviously they'll have surplus stuff that they need to, to, to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. How do you build those sort of commercial connections? Um, all different ways, so like obviously being marketing, I attend networking events yeah. and things like that. Sweet people, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and sometimes it's just they'll ping an email through to all of the local charities and say, Could you use this? Could you do and it's just picking up on those yeah. and then and getting back to people because yeah. that's the other thing, a lot of emails sit in junk folders or gotcha. yeah or don't they get looked over because it might not be you might think it's spam or something yeah. like that so it's just keeping an eye it's out being proactive with the responses uh, yeah. um, so we're going to talk about how people can uh, get in touch with you in a minute 
But you're a podcast listener as well, aren't you? You, yes, really, you yes. listen to the podcast. Let me ask you a question. What's your favourite question of the podcast so far? Um, I quite liked the one the other day about what's your best bit of advice. Okay. Yeah, and I did reply and I said, and this, my mum. Yeah, um, who's friend of the show, by the way, friend of the show, Chris yeah. Laney, she's been on yeah. podcast. I, I think, like, I think kindness has been like, I've been brought up with it. I see that, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I come from a long line of kind people. <laughs> But I do think you have to instal those values into your kids and things like that. How did you do that with George? I just tell him what to do. <laughs> no, he's, he's a good boy, he's a good yeah. boy. Yeah. How do you instill... I mean, the, the part of this is me exploring how you do that. Because I'm not convinced... I'm convinced that I'm getting there, but I'm not convinced that I do it as well as I should. So how do you do it? I think... Like with most people, they it's taught behaviour, isn't it? Yeah. You you learn from watching and listening yeah. to the people, yeah, 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 to the people around you. Yeah. So that's how you learn good values yeah. and yeah. things like that. So I think that's what it is. And like my bit of advice I gave was, it's what my mum said to me, and it's never like left me. Is a truth is always better than a lie. Yeah. And my mum's always said, even if the truth hurts or it'll get you in trouble yeah you're much better t to come clean gotcha. because trying to live with a lie or continue a lie is yeah. so much more difficult okay so we had a convert you'll hear this when you listen to the podcast so we had a conversation about this charlotte and i and um charlotte didn't agree with you funny enough oh. um, because she said how about if you lie just to, like a white lie to make somebody feel better? And I am genuinely, this is like, with parenting, it's like one of those things where you go, nobody's giving me a rule book for this, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, so I said, there's been occasions where I've said, look, that was fantastic. And it might not have been because I wanted to be nice. How about white lies? <laughs> I don't know, well, that's, that's a grey area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why lies are a grey area? Yeah. It was really interesting because it opened up a bit of a chat on the podcast and you'll hear it when you listen to it about, you know, is it as easy as, like, the truth? I agree with you, by the way. I, I think people knowing where you stand is really important. Um, but sometimes it's about just saying... Uh, yeah, there's an ambiguity in life to, to, yeah. to, but I don't know is the answer but I think it's, it's see this also links in with um, I think like with kindness yeah I am a believer that you sh sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind okay so I don't think it's kind that if someone says to you how do I look and you say you look fantastic and they don't really yeah it, that's not the truth and it's not really kind because you're going to let them go out not looking very nice. Gotcha. So gotcha. if you say, well, you know, I like your top, but maybe you should change the trousers yeah. and they don't go bit or something. Of yeah, bit, yeah. bit of a praise sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love a praise sandwich. A good, bad, good is, 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 the way, is the way you always do it. Um, so let's do a few other. Um, that's really good advice, by the way, even though Charlotte doesn't agree. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's do another couple of uh, other um, 
uh, questions. What's the most inspiring movie ever? Oh, see, my favourite movie yeah. is The Wizard of Oz. Okay. And although I wouldn't, people probably wouldn't cast it as inspiring, but I think it's got a good message. Okay. Um, because it's like, you know, you don't have to, like, the Tin Man hasn't got a heart, but it doesn't mean he can't love. Okay. And the Scarecrow hasn't got a brain, but he's actually the smartest out of all of them. Okay. Okay. So, because somebody hasn't got something, it doesn't mean that they can't achieve or they can't be what they want to be. Yeah, agreed. agreed so, yeah, yeah, I think that. that is an inspiring It's about what you've got as opposed to what you haven't got. Yeah, and yeah. what you do with what you've got. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's the key, I think. Um, what's your favourite biscuit? My favourite biscuit is a ginger nut. Is it? Yeah. See, I'm not a big ginger nut fan. I love a ginger nut. Um, uh, but I, I, get, I, get, I get why. I, I think as well, is it is my favourite biscuit, but it's sort of a bittersweet biscuit. Gotcha. Because what ginger nuts actually remind me of is when my nan used to have to have chemo. Okay. Because they give you ginger biscuits when you have chemo because gotcha. it helps with nauseousness. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I got into ginger nuts. When you were with your nan. With my nan. You know what? It, you just reminded me of something. So my granddad had a had a little flat up in Plaster, and when when I used to sort of go and see him, he had a larder. They had this little larder and he used to open it and it was full of, I don't know if all granddads have got this, full of club biscuits, you know, the oh, little yeah. like, I like sort a lot of club. chocolate on yeah, biscuit yeah. joint. And, like and literally, I don't think he opened this larder because like the club biscuits used to all fall out when he opened it. Um, unless we came round, it was like, oh, George, should we go in the larder? And it's weird because I've had a club in ages, but like you get a bit nostalgic about those sort of foods, don't you? Do you know? yeah. We're doing food again, I know, by the way. I, I think food does. Yeah. It does like one of the f uh, things with uh, sensory rooms and that. You know, if yeah. you if you pump in smells of bread and bakeries and and it helps sell your house. Yeah. And it creates like that, yeah. it creates emotion, doesn't and it? And memory, emotion. yeah. What's the What's the best Muppet? Animal. I see, I think animal. There's animal. no other option, is there? No, well, I don't know. I'm <laughs> torn between animal, Kermie, and Miss Trump, Piggy. Trump's a good, Trump's a good Muppet. Um, uh, okay, so well, what's the favourite thing about where you live? Where I live? Well, I live in a little... There's not a lot there. It's... Um, okay. There's just two pubs, okay. a butcher's, um, the village shop, and a post office. Okay. Um, so it was it, it was intentional to live somewhere where it was quite quiet, was it? Uh, well, sort of. <laughs> it's not. It's really weird because where I live is close to the A13, close to the A127. Okay. But you feel like... So it's on top of everything. Yeah. It's on top of everything, but you feel like you're in a little village. Yeah, so that's you. really yeah, it's nice. nice combination and, to have. And yeah. that's what I, I do like about it, because, you know, I'm 20 minutes down the A13 from my mum. Yeah. And yeah. 15 minutes down the A128 to my dad in Brentwood. Yeah, so gotcha. Yeah, yeah that, that's so you, probably my favourite thing about it, is that you feel like you're secluded. But you're not. But you're not. Cool. 
Uh, if you could go back in time and change one thing in history, what would it be? I don't think I'd change anything. See, we, we had that as an, there was plenty of people who answered that and said, you know what, I'm not convinced I'd change anything at all. Well, I just think it's a bit like, you know, like the film Back to the Future? Yeah. When you go and change something... Yeah, Biff Tanner gets the book then, doesn't exactly. he? Exactly. It's all mucked up. When you go and change something, then when you come back, your reality is not your reality. Good point. Fair, fair enough. And everything uh, you know and everything you learn... Is different anyway. Is different. Yeah. So how would you get on in uh, the new world? I think the other thing is as well is that it's easy to turn around and go, I'd change this, this and this, but you... You and everybody and history learns from the mistakes of the past. Yes. So I don't know if we're bound to repeat stuff that wouldn't have happened anyway because we need to learn those lessons, don't we? Yeah, so if you went back and changed it, it didn't happen then, it might happen in the future because you haven't learned from it. Okay. Um, what attribute, knowing that your mum's a listener of the podcast, right, what attribute do you get from your mum and dad? Okay, so from my mum... This is difficult because people think my mum's quite laid back and, you know, sort of a tree hugger. <laughs> but she's actually not, not that. Okay. Um, but from my mum, I think I get honesty. Okay. I say what I think sometimes to my detriment. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I don't think before I speak. <laughs> um, You're not alone. No. You're not alone. Um, and I'd say I get patience from my mum. She's okay. quite a patient person. Okay. Takes a lot to push her buttons and get her to flip. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and from my dad, my dad's quite grounded and sensible, okay. um, like with money and things like that. Whereas yeah. my mum's the opposite. She's okay. quite not frivolous with money, but she would, if she had a fiver and you had nothing, she'd give you half. Gotcha. Gotcha. To, to her own detriment, yeah. so then she would so she be able to. So she doesn't value it. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that's what I get. I get my sensible and um, sort of grounded side from my dad, okay. and I get the fun sort of um, just go with the flow and. Okay. Yeah, from your mum, yeah. But having that as a combination is not the worst thing in the world, right? No, it's not the worst yeah, thing in yeah. the world. Yeah. What's your favourite viral video? Well, see, I was thinking about this because I saw this one and I thought, oh, I haven't got a favourite viral video. Have you not? And then um, I started talking to George about it because obviously he's on YouTube 24-7. Yeah. So he started showing me a few. <laughs> uh, and I quite like the cats when they have lightsabers. Have you seen them one? I haven't seen that one. Can you forward me the video? I need There's to... loads of them. If you type in YouTube... Cats with lightsabers. Cats with lightsabers. It's okay. like... Cats, you know, when they go like, like yeah. that, they've given them a lightsaber and having fights with each other, but they've given them lightsabers. Awesome, we so, like that. Yeah, I quite liked that one. So, somebody sent one in, and you wouldn't have heard this yet because I don't think it's gone out. Um, just of a cow in a car, just just completely random, but it's just. Charlotte and I did a, a did, did it where we just watched this video of a cow in a car. It's weird, but and he showed me, he showed me this one about. Like some Chinesey person singing about a pen and a pineapple. That was awful. <laughs> and, but then for about two days, I had the song stuck in my head. Gotcha. They're quite beatsy, aren't they? Yeah. We, Sophie, my little one, so my little six, 
Uh, have you had the duck one? The yeah, duck walks up to the lemonade stand. Yeah. yeah. So we get that quite a lot in our house, which is which is good. And then um, uh, I'm, I'm going to bring out an old question classic now because we've gone for twenty odd episodes. Question of the podcast: best juice of an egg. Best use of an egg. I love a fried egg sandwich. Fried egg sandwich, good. It's sauce. Just, yeah, um, I like red sauce with fried egg sandwich. Fried egg sandwich, bread, bread. Oh, it's got to be either French bread, okay. like a French stick, or nice cut fresh tiger loaf. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. And um, again, it it goes back to memories. Yeah. So my stepdad. Whenever he's had a skin for and he gets home, he makes himself a fried egg sandwich and he says it's the best hangover, hangover cure. cure. And he has it the, 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 like before he goes to bed. Gotcha. So he, before he goes to bed, he has it. He wakes up in the morning feeling a little bit better than he Apparently than he would. so. Apparently. And it don't Apparently. work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. So what should we, as your uh, friend of the show, so we've got a rule now, um, if you're a podcast guest or you've commented on more than five um, things, you are then officially a friend of the show and you get to pick a future question of the podcast. Okay. So what should we ask on a future question of the podcast? Okay, so my future question of the podcast is, I think in order to be a kind person, you have to know what triggers you okay. and turns you into a not very nice person as in things that get on your nerves okay so what are the top three things that other people do that get on your nerves so what gets on your nerves the most in the world well i've no. thought of three things okay but i could make a list of probably 30 because once i started okay but what, it, what's your top three my top three is people squeezing the toothpaste from the middle okay <laughs> that drives me insane yeah okay um what other ones was there? Yeah, the toothpaste, definitely. That just does my nightmare. Okay. When no one changes the toilet roll. Okay. So you've sat on the loo. I can I can feel that these the, these stuff these, this stuff comes up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And or there's just like one sheet on it, and you think you could have just like put a new toilet roll on because when you go into the loo you don't I'm, think about I'm, I'm going to change the toilet roll I'm just thinking I I'm just thinking I'm guilty as charged and all of these stuff I mean don't, don't ask Kaz about whether I do any of this stuff because I better do all three third one is my newest one occurred last night okay so who did it George George so what happens is uh, George's room is above the front room okay yesterday George got a new gaming chair okay. on wheels. Okay. Yeah. So I'm watching the telly and it's like, I don't know, elephants going around on top of my head gotcha. on wheels. Because he's on the gaming chair. But this is the best thing. So I thought, what is he doing up there? So I went upstairs and the gaming chair was parked outside the toilet. So he had wheeled <laughs> from his room <laughs> to bathroom yeah I, I I've got to drag my teenager out to places now because I think if if it, if I didn't do that she wouldn't walk anywhere do you know what I mean she wouldn't walk anywhere so uh, she's not got herself a little gaming sort of chair to take her places yet but uh, I'm sure it will come 
Yeah, but it was just like, I'm trying to concentrate on the telly, and it's like I said, I heard developments on roller skates. <laughs> and I thought, what possibly, because his room's not that big, I was thinking, what possibly could he be doing up there? And then when I went upstairs and the chair was parked outside the And that's a YouTube video waiting for it to happen, right? Elephants yeah. on roller skates. I want to see that today. <laughs> um, okay, so where can people find out a little bit more about Tapestry? Um, well, we've got a website, okay, which that? is www.tapestry.com. UK.org. Okay. Um, or you can ring us okay. on 01708 796 600. Awesomely, uh, awesomely pronounced there, well yeah. done. Um, or you can email us hello at tapestry UK.org. See, see, I think since doing the kindness project, if it ain't holler, right, you just, you just, you've got to go holler at the tapestry.org. Oh, <laughs> well, hello, it's, it's, it's close. Yes, uh, we, we like holler on the kindness project. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, coming along and getting involved, and um, I will speak to you soon. Thank you very much. So, that was a good interview. What did you think of Lucy's answers to question of the podcast? It was very interesting. <laughs> cool. It's enough. We're back next week. I don't know why you're worrying about it. Oh, everything ends and nothing begins. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. I said it begins next week. We do one of these every single week. Oh, yeah. Week in, week out oh, yeah. for about a year now. Um, but the end is not really the end. We've got, yeah, we've got more to come. Yeah, we've got more to come. Um, because the end is never the end because we've got to do... Question of the podcast last week's this week. Why are you tapping me? I'm drunk. Well, you want some of my hot chocolate? Yeah. Take it. Thank you. Sharing. <laughs> I, I like the fact that you finished your hot drink and now you're starting to drink mine. Mine went cold. Is that is that your went cold? So you got to drink mine. <laughs> Lie me. Yeah, this is the last of the hot chocolate. Can I do my quick last week's question of the podcast so I can read out the answers? Yeah. The last week's question in the podcast is, is it poor etiquette f- to drink entirely your drink and then steal somebody else's? No. I think not, <laughs> listeners. I think that's very poor etiquette, but, but we'll say no. Last week's question in the podcast is really simple. What's your favourite fruit? Um, and we had some decent answers. There was a bit of a general consensus, though. So uh, I think the most popular fruit that came up was clearly the banana. Because um, the bananas are very, very decent fruits, I think. Um, but So Greg Kingston said banana. Versatile. Uh, comes with an easy-to-remove carrying case, capable of being smoothified, built-in ripeness indicator, colour, unique power, and can ripen other fruit. Fruit, I didn't know that. Um, also with banana was um, uh, was me. I like a banana. But do I count? No. Oh. Um, but in other news, John Cook said strawberries because it's the tastiest. Honourable mention to banana for being second tastiest and having great comedy value. <laughs> uh, Gaff Keat said cherries. We bought a tree in order to fulfil our cherry needs. The pigeons in this area have eaten every single one. Um, Heidi Ball said apples, very tasty, and you can turn it into cider. And Tim Morris said fruit tart. Because I love a good tart. I mean, that is a double entendre if you if you've ever heard one. 
And Bavna uh, said another vote for strawberries because they're a perfect balance of sweet and tangy. Um, if you'd like to answer any of our questions in the podcast, you're more than welcome to. Just slap the answer. Just, just slap right the answer at Um uh, Well, I know we do it at the start, but I thought I'd mix it up a bit and do it at the end as well. So, yeah, please do uh, let us know. And please feel free to answer any of the questions in the podcast that we've um that we've asked at any stage. Um, that's the dog. That's that's the that's the little one. And on that note, I think we better go. Bye. <laughs>